Pipe Network presents. On this episode of Season 4, Let's Talk. But I think I thrive better when I'm around people. I'm really a group person. So sometimes I'm shy, but I really, the energy of a group um, helps me perform better. So I don't do alone time. I really stick to them and, you know, chat with them. Because when I'm left alone, that's when I panic. So, uh, like, I do everything with a team, with a group. Hey folks, welcome back to The Rajiv Show. And I'm your host, Rajiv Doreswami. And this show aims to help reach out to those who are currently struggling in life and to remind you that life is indeed beautiful when you're inspired to make it your own. Before we get into this episode, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to whichever platform you are using. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on TikTok at The Rajiv Show. Hey folks, welcome to the Rajiv Show. And my guest is a, a one-of-a-kind person, personality, and a down-to-earth kind of person. And uh, she's also a podcaster, just like me. She has an amazing podcast, um, we'll be, which hopefully we'll talk about in this conversation. I want to introduce my guest, Veronica Guangon. Guan, uh, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Hey! Yeah, my surname is really hard to pronounce. It's Gingon. Gingon. Okay, silent you. Uh, yeah. All right. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Rajiv. How are you guys doing? How are you guys doing? <clears throat> Living the pandemic life. <laughs> Working from home. Yeah. Uh, staying healthy as much as possible. Mm. And binging on Netflix movies. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Right off the bat, there's, we got some interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, but before we get into the conversation, could you give a little bit of background to my listeners who are tuning in? Um, okay, hi. Uh, I'm Veronica. Uh, uh, my real job, <laughs> I'm not a, I don't do podcasting for a living, but my real job is I'm a writer and producer for TV and video productions. Um, I, uh, so that's what I do most of the time. And then when I'm free, I play with my two cats and my dog. <laughs> and I'm also a dragon boat uh, paddler. But right now, we can't do any dragon boat paddling because of the restrictions for COVID-19. So there, right now, I'm just a pet mom. Interesting. The dragon boat conversation is going to be an interesting thing. I want to learn about that. That's uh, <laughs> I- I've never heard about that. Uh, before we get into Dragon, Dragon Boat, Boat, yeah. Before we get into that, I'm gonna ask a question that, of course, opens entire conversations. If you and I were high school classmates, uh, who were you in high school? Are you the silent type? Are you the energetic, the sporty type? If you and I were classmates, hmm. Well, ah, uh, well, I was the. Uh performer like mm. <laughs> this is so funny because I don't do it now I don't do any of it anymore like I I was part of a ja- dance troupe and 
um, I really like performing, like whether in class or for for mm-hmm. extracurricular activities, like I do cheer dancing, competitive dancing, and then for class I really like doing uh, reporting. Yeah, so I was good. I was kind of good in school, and mm-hmm. I was also very active in extracurricular activities. I guess I was a really energetic, um, makulet kind of student. But I was I was also motivated. Yeah, but I was also motivated to study hard because my parents were paying for my tuition fee. <laughs> yeah. All right. We yeah. we opened up a lot of stuff here that we're gonna highlight. We're gonna highlight performer, <laughs> writer, producer, and dragon boat paddler. Um, first, uh, I, I gotta ask, um, in connection to the previous question, is that uh, when when you're performing and when you're you're com- uh, are you the competitive type? You know, the the competitive kind of uh, person when it comes to performance and competitions. I'm sure you guys have the fair share of dance uh, events and stuff in school. So, are yeah, you the competitive like? I'm gonna kill you kind of attitude. <laughs> Do you have that kind of mindset? Okay, um, is it okay if I speak in Tagalog? Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, I'm gonna kill you kind of type, but I really like winning, you know, getting prizes. <laughs> and um, and uh, our school used to compete against other schools. So I. I studied in Nueva Ecija, so it's a province. So, and my high school was a science high school, so it was just a really small batch of people. We're around 60 hmm. or uh, to 100 in our batch. So, hmm. the competition was not really that hard, but it was fun. It's more of the fun, enjoyment part of dancing that really got me to it. But And then the competition, if you want, it was like a plus, but it's not really the main motivator. Hmm. for dancing or performing hmm. and i'm sure the discipline to to the years of performance in high school spilled over you know is that in, in producing and writing and of course uh, dragon boat peddling <laughs> mm, well i haven't really thought about it but now that you mentioned it i think maybe it has helped me um, be a little disciplined. I'm not that disciplined, <laughs> but yes, because when you do, when you perform, you you have dance hours. You have to train for hours. Hmm. You have to learn the routine for hours, and then you have to juggle that with schoolwork. And since hmm. it, since it is a science high school, so it's kind of um, well, the lessons are hard. So you hmm. you really have to study, and you have to do both things: hmm. studying and practicing at the same time so i guess maybe it has helped me become a little more disciplined mm. but i wouldn't say i'm that disciplined <laughs> mm. in some way you have you have a certain uh level of uh, level of intensity i guess or control towards uh, yeah uh, uh, yeah maybe towards the focus interesting uh, as a performer, because uh, I can relate to the concept of uh, performing uh, as uh, as um, uh, as you know, I'm a half musician, and of course, when when we're performing, mm-hmm. it's kind of that enjoyment, feeling that moment. Yeah. I gotta ask yeah. mm-hmm. before you uh, before you perform, do you have like you know like uh, rituals uh, 
rituals where you when you get into that oh. groove and stuff like that do you have that those types of uh, <laughs> thing you know uh, of course in dancing oh, okay. in dancing i think the common ritual is the get together prayer kind of thing before you you get into on stage do you yeah. have that kind of personal thing mm-hmm. where everybody leaves leave me alone i i need to be in the zone and all that stuff kind of thing <laughs> Um, do you mean ba- in dancing? Because I don't dance anymore right now. I mean, yeah, I think, during um, during those period. Yeah, during those period. Mm, oh yeah, okay. I'm not really that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The one where you zone out and you just mm. have to focus by yourself. But I think I thrive better when I'm around people. I'm really a group person. So sometimes I'm shy, but I really the energy of a group mm. um, helps me perform better. So. I don't do alone time. I really stick to them and, you know, chat with them. Because when I'm left alone, that's when I panic. So, uh, like, I do everything with a team, with a group. And, yeah, we also have those pep talks, like, we're going to do this. Meron din kaming ganon, like... <laughs> and then sometimes we do, like, silent... Um, you know, the, I don't know if you... But you do the, 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 the full dance routine there's no music and they're just you're just counting you know we do that before the so that we we get the extra energy and the jitters of our body mm. i gotta i, I want to take you back if, if you still have a present memory about your earlier dance performance life do you have a particular funny story that you care to share that hasn't been shared in any of the podcast <laughs> episodes <laughs> Hmm. My gosh, this was a long time ago, Rajiv. Like, <laughs> I graduated from high school in 2006, so that's like a decade and a half ago. Yeah. Um, let me try. Well, oh well. Um, I think we did the performance for. We were asked to perform for a mall in Mabaya. So there are mm. only two malls in our province growing up, mm. and the one of the big malls they invited us to dance and. The stage was kind of a uh, not really a good quality. It was like uh, a temporary stage, and the <laughs> floorboards were kind of loose. And then they asked, uh, and then we had the tumbling routine. And then <laughs> when I tumbled, I fell down because the floorboards were cracked. And like I think not oh. only me, I think two other dancers <laughs> had that because the floors were uneven. But you know, the show had to go on, so you just stand up. Keep smiling, keep dancing. <laughs> wow, that's that's interesting. That's 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 an interesting stuff. <laughs> Let's transition off, okay, from the performance t- stage of your life. I want to tackle these two things that you mentioned: writer and producer. What got you into mm-hmm. writing as uh, when uh, when you got into the job? Was it Forced? Was it forced learning, or you had to you had to learn to adapt and stuff like that? Mm, well, since I was young, I've already loved watching TVs, um, travel travel shows, documentary shows, and I also liked watching cartoons. So I was um, sa parang ano nga eh, pinalaki ako ng TV. Kumbaga, parang if my mommy was if my mom was busy, I will I will just watch TV and then I will be behaved already. I mean, I would be happy doing that. Um, so when I was searching for a course in college, 
I saw that UP had a broadcast communication course and I really wanted to be a radio DJ or a TV reporter, a news reporter because I wanted to I want to do um, stories, I want to interview people. Hmm. So I got into broadcast communication and then after that so it wasn't really a forced thing. I think it was really an interest that I thought, hmm. hey, this would be a fun job, this would be a fun career to go to and then out of after college i realized mm, i'm i might not be <laughs> a good fit to be a tv reporter because when i interview people and they begin to cry or when they when yeah. they show their emotions yeah. i begin to cry with them <laughs> oh, the emotional so, type. So I might, okay. yeah so i'm um i don't think that's uh, uh that that will be good for tv so I stuck to the behind-the-scenes work, and I really enjoy writing, interviewing people, um, creating videos. So there, that's how I ended up in this job, and it's still evolving. Yeah. It's an evolving industry because before TV was the main medium, but now everyone can do can create content. You can get yeah. content everywhere on your phone or in your laptop. Yeah. Podcasts, podcasts like this too. So. There, so it's an exciting and intimidating time <laughs> to be a writer and producer. Uh, in terms of uh, since you you set out that uh, that lay of land for, for college experience, is there a particular mm-hmm. niche that you 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 charter in in terms of writing? Because I'm sure in the production side of uh, producing broadcasting stuff, mm-hmm. there are the scriptwriters for journalism and stuff like that. Are you the, the mm-hmm. transcriber, or how do you classify yourself yeah. in terms of the writing side? Uh, mostly, I do lifestyle shows. Mm. So we do cooking shows, travel shows. Uh, we have. I used to produce a show about sustainable eco-friendly lifestyle we also did sports shows so i do mostly lifestyle shows like that sports oh, that travel sounds mm-hmm. fun sounds fun yes mm-hmm. yes it's fun yeah because i think the best part of it is meeting people and talking to them because it really mm. widens your perspective mm. and your view of the world so i think mm. that's the fun part of it and uh, as a producer I gotta ask because uh, the producing stuff is is the toughest part I'm sure uh, I don't know if you agree with me it's the producing portion is the toughest especially the marketing stuff what are your thoughts on that uh, your experience in that I want to know I want to download that from you what does it feel to be a producer what's the feeling of it being a producer um the, the producer's job is to really put together everything. They coordinate, they write. Well, well oh, wait. It depends kasi on what kind of thing you're producing. Because, but in general, a producer's job is to write the episode, to figure out the direction of the message that you're writing, um, and then coordinating it with the editor, with the host, or whoever is in your team, so that your your idea, the look of the show, is all put together yeah. and cohesive. So there, I think the 
the big part of it is making decisions and communicating yeah. it to the whole team so that everyone is in line and the idea of the director or the creative um, director is achieved. Wow. That, so there. In, in my books, Did I it's official. Description. In, in my, <laughs> in, yeah. It, it kinda, yeah. Uh, in my books, it, I kind of classify you as a legend now because uh, producing, you've mentioned, that looks hard. You know, getting people together, especially, you know, the top end, you know, especially managing egos, expectation and everything. That must be the most challenging portion of it. Getting people yeah. together, collaborating, sharing ideas. One is stingy on this side, one is stingy on that side. Getting them, getting mm-hmm. A and B to get together and work. That's, wow. You're a classified legend yeah, actually, according to yeah. my book. That is uh, saying... <laughs> And, yeah, meeting um, with people is actually the hardest part of it, but yeah, the, but I, it's also the most fun. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, before we get into one of my favorite topic that uh, I want to talk about, <laughs> we're gonna have a short mm-hmm. break, folks. Uh, we'll be right back after these few short messages. <laughs> social media bardagulan, samahan nyo kami. Ako si Marga. Ako naman si Bullet sa pinakamasayang Comedy Current Affairs Podcast sa balat ng Spotify, Apple Podcast at Google Podcast. Mad in Manila. Manila. Oh, crap! Oh, the na lang. Lalarga na! Ay, manong kami! Hey, folks. Welcome back to The Rajiv Show and I'm here with Veronica. I'm not going to pronounce her last name because I don't want to mess it up again. <laughs> but yeah, I'm here with Veronica and we were talking about performer, writing, production. And under my books, as mentioned in, in the earlier uh, part of the earlier half of the conversation, she's a classified legend because of the stress and the management and the leadership and everything, everything that she handles. I ca- she's got my respects in that regard. Now... I gotta, we gotta talk about this because this was the thing that I really want to highlight. Dragon boat peddling. I don't know what question, I don't know how to ask the question. What on earth is uh, dragon boat peddling? <laughs> this, this is new. Okay. <laughs> okay, dragon boat paddling, it's a team sport where 20 people, well, um, yeah, 10 to 20 people uh, paddle at the same time so that you reach the finish line the fastest and then it's it's a sport that originally came from that originated from china but now it's a world-renowned sport um and the philippines has a really good national team where like we won in the last sea games so it's a really it's an emerging sport yeah and i think i'd say it's the ultimate team sport (laughs) but i'm biased (laughs) <laughs> That's interesting. So you are an yeah. athlete, athlete in your own regards when it comes to the stuff. I mean, wow! I didn't see that coming. This... <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm a, I'm not a professional athlete. Okay. Mm. Oh, this is <laughs> a part. <laughs> oh, okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yes, but... I'm a. It's a. It's a club crew. This is. And we represent the. University of the Philippines in some dragon boat races. Wow. 
I, I, I'm lost for words. I mean, <laughs> so many questions in my head, but you know, it, it's like there's a filter system because I do not know which question can connect to dragon boat peddling. Um, first of all, I want to know like, uh, what's the training like? Uh, what's how how does the training for for the sport? How do you practice? Yeah, it sounds like so many questions in one. But how do you get into yeah, yeah. saying? dragon boat peddling in terms of training practice and everything like how mm-hmm. does that go well pre-pandemic we hmm. used to train four times a week um on three times uh, during the weekdays and on saturdays we train we start really early because my teammates have school or work so we start training at 4 30 a.m until hmm. 6 a.m and then after that, we go back to our daily lives and work in the real world. So we train from, we do we have land training. So we do warm-ups on land. And then after that, we get on the boat. And then we paddle for an hour to an hour and a half. We do some drills. We do some trainings. Yeah. Where on so, land, uh, where on the water yeah. in, in Manila do you guys uh, practice? We practice. In, we train in Manila Bay at uh, oh. near the Manila Yacht Club. Yeah. Wow. So we're out at sea at 4:30 a.m. <laughs> wow. Wow. This, this wow. This is phenomenal. I'm blown away. <laughs> I'm blown away. Wow. <laughs> your, your your reaction <laughs> is so funny to me because because there are a lot of people who do it and it's like uh it's like a regular thing. So how you're acting right now, I find it really funny. <laughs> no, but genuinely, genuinely, uh, you're the first person that I had a conversation about dragon boat peddling. Um, and I've been here for mm-hmm. five years. I've been here in the Philippines. And here in La Trinidad, uh, it, it's kind of rare to have oh. dragon boat peddling because you're up in the mountains. Yeah. There's no boat. You can't take a dragon yeah. in, 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 in the rivers here because it's a small yeah. river. You can't you can't even pedal half a <laughs> centimeter, and I don't know how that is. So, this is like very new experience conversation, and I'm really genuinely mm-hmm. interested in, you know, how you guys mm-hmm. go through this. Aside from four times a week, do you guys have to go through like the the workout session? Do you guys have a particular workout n- nutrition and all that stuff? Yeah, we actually do. Our coaches have trainings for us they do strength training cardio training um what else body weight training everything that you need to because you have to grow you have to be strong to be able to um move the boat forward and you also have to be synchronized so everyone has to move at the same time in the same way so that the boat is streamlined and no one hits the other's paddle, you know, that kind of thing. So there, that's why I say earlier that it's the ultimate team sport because you have to move as one person. With the person in front of you, ten head, uh, eight or nine heads away from you should be moving the same way you are, whether you're at the front or the back. So it really, you really have to be synchronized with each other. Like, not just physically but also mentally you have to be in the game because when you do a dragon boat race most of the races here in the philippines you're just like let's say three to five meters away from the next boat 
five to seven meters away from the next ball. So you hear your competition, they're shouting, they're, if you watch some of the or the videos that we posted, we're always shouting and motivating each other because you can hear the other boat too. You know when you're ahead, you, you feel it when you're, you see it when you're behind. So it's like really an intense sport. So it's a physical and mental training. That we, we, uh, so we have to be strong physically and mentally. I mean. Wow. This is inspiring. <laughs> this is inspiring. <laughs> I'm I'm Yeah. I'm in love with dragon boat pedaling now. I, I think I need to go watch some <laughs> dragon boat pedaling stuff. When, yes, you should try. <laughs> um, you try. But mind you, I'm just a we're just a club crew. Like some of our members are students, some of some of our members are like managers, um, hmm. auditors, you know, hmm. accountants, um, wow. people with corporate jobs. So it's really a mix of people and students from the University of the Philippines that and we come together and the sport brought us all together. You know, I would never thought I'd meet them. If not for the sport, because we come from very different fields and industries. So, and yeah. uh, uh, I, I want to ask when, when, when you have the age. I'm, I'm sure age plays an important role mm-hmm. when it comes to the game, because I think, uh, just like mm-hmm. any other sport, it's a young man's game. You know, the youngest energy is the one who gets things from point A to point B. Is there a certain age mm-hmm. limit, like uh, when it comes to the sport? Or is there a actually from from the people you've mentioned you've networked with over the period of uh, thing? You know, actually, that's what I love about Dragon Boat. There's no age limit. Like really? some in some of the other teams, yeah, in some of the other teams, there are senior citizens who compete. Um, what? Who compete in races? Yeah, really? some of them are even bre- yes, breast cancer survivors. You know, and it the age. You know, that's what I learned um, huh. in sport in Dragon Boat that age doesn't really matter. Wow. Like, yeah, it's good that you start at a young age, but yeah. no matter what age you are right now, you can still perform and be at the top of your game as wow. long as you do the training, you take care of yourself, you eat well, huh. you have a great coach. Wow, I nearly um, spewed water on age that one. Is not, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, age is not, it's not really a, a limitation. And also in Dragon Boat, there's uh, sometimes when you go to international races, there yeah. is a category for um, an older age group. They call it hmm. the master's category. So hmm. that's for people who are, I think, 40 or 45 hmm. and above. So age is really not an issue. <laughs> Wow, I, I was just, yeah. I was going to drink water and then I nearly spewed the water when you said age is not the thing. <laughs> you got seniors. Wow, that's... <laughs> yeah, in other teams, yes, yes. I got to ask, experience-wise, I, I got to ask, do you have like a funny story somewhere in China or you're somewhere you competed in? I'm sure you've, <laughs> with Dragon Boat peddling, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are some memories that, that, that linger in your mind. That uh, you've experienced that say, hmm. hey, that's a good story for the tell. A fun, <laughs> a funny story. Hmm. I'm not sure if it's funny, but sometimes in dragon boat races, when it's really intense, sometimes the steersmen at the back fall down, or like sometimes the boats um, collide and run into the 
lanes of the other boats. But when you're there during the race, it's kind of like, oh my God, that's scary. But looking back at it now, like, oh my God, people fall off boats <laughs> and oh. into the sea while we're all paddling. But, you know, um, so there. And um, I think a funny thing is, and it's kind of relevant right now, um, mm. since we're training in Manila Bay, you know the water in Manila Bay is not that great. It's oh. really <laughs> polluted. So we have yeah. to we have to paddle out into the area where there's no trash, where the yeah. water is a little cleaner. So yeah. we we have to do that. And then sometimes during the rainy season or the typhoon season, or I think maybe after the typhoon season, sometimes mm. the water lilies get washed to the shore. So sometimes you have to paddle through water lilies like, excuse Aww. me, <laughs> we need to train. But sometimes it's really the, the it's really thick that you can't move anymore. Oh, so boy. it's like you're paddling on, on land. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, but sometimes Manila water is like really beautiful in the morning. And sometimes there are um, luminescent, uh, I don't know what they're called. Like there there the are blankets. luminescent. Yeah, I think. I think they are planktons, organisms, but they glow. And when you paddle, mm. it's like real life Moana, like wow. for real. It's yes, and oh, you wow. know, so that yeah, but it's worth it. And then the sunrise, especially during the first quarter of the year, like it's really like super duper awesome. We take videos of the sunrise all the time because it's so good. This is I, I'm blown yeah. away. This uh, this is an amazing. <laughs> I mean, wow, this that experience itself, it, it, it kind of internalizes, it's kind of like a nice, warm, motivational, mm -hmm. inspirational kind of feel. <laughs> uh, did you guys, yeah. uh, the, the, this joke that I had in my head is uh, saying, mm -hmm. when you guys, you, you mentioned you pedaled outside, you know, when the polluted waters and everything. When you pedal outside into yeah. the ocean, is there a point that you guys reach up to Spratly Islands when you <laughs> pedal or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> not really, not that far. That would be too exhausting. And then or the water Palawan. would be too wavy. <laughs> no, just in Manila Bay, along Manila Bay. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, that would be probably weird. Like someone, you know, I'm sure there's some guys out there who had a bad day, and then of course gets into the boat <laughs> and gets so pissed off. Out of anger, it starts rowing, rowing. You guys, out, out in the end of the thing, you'll be like, "What? Why are we in Palawan all of a sudden?" <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd be tired already, and then all their anger will be gone by the time <laughs> they'd yeah. be tired. Yeah, be like, "Oh, we just went to Mindanao in five minutes. Wait, where, where are we?" <laughs> I don't think that's possible. <laughs> But that's just a joke. That's like interesting. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure everybody they, they all have rough days and they take it out in the paddling, because of course the rowing yeah. motion kind of you know, the, the the feel of it is kind of release and uh, thing. Yes. Wow. Yeah. This is <laughs> this true, is an true. inspirational uh, thing conversation <laughs> about dragon boat paddling. I mean, I love it. I love it. This is amazing. Yeah. So we get. Yeah, we can't wait to get back on the boat. So this pandemic, you know, the lockdown has been mm. like, we're really missing going on the boat and paddling out into the sea. So 
I really hope the pandemic will be resolved soon because we want we want to get back on the dragon boat. Oh man, when I'm in Manila, hopefully if the pandemic, is, I I wanna I wanna see how you guys do this. This is, I, yeah, I, I, you, I gotta, or you can try. You can try paddling. With yeah, us. I mean our tub in the in the bathroom is not that big, so I'll probably go a few <laughs> inches shorter. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> uh, and I think the lakes and all. Yeah, the lakes are very thin. The water is very thin, so uh, I doubt it. If the, <laughs> even even the boat, probably I'd get my ass scratched into the thing. But yeah. <laughs> this this yeah. is. This is uh, thank you for educating me about dra- dragon boat pedaling and the experience. I kind of downloaded the feeling of the sunrise, sunset in the ocean. It's this thing. Oh yeah, I gotta ask also one more thing. That's uh, I forgot that uh, thing. Have you guys encountered like the whale experiences as well? Have you guys seen the whale or when you were paddling, you were competing against whales Not or some sharks? Really, there are. <laughs> no, there are no whales in Manila Bay, but surprise. There are I don't know what the English term for tilapia is, but mm. there there are some fish in Manila Bay, and like I said, there are planktons, and there are a lot of birds. Surprisingly, oh. that um, yeah, that travel across Manila Bay, and sometimes they land on the dock. Yeah, mm. flocks of birds. Like wow. there are a lot. Well, this this <laughs> has been an experience. Uh, this is an experience. I felt like I was in the ocean. I'm sitting here in my office, but I felt like I was in the ocean right now. I mean, this is inspiring. Before we we wrap this uh, this uh, conversation about dragon boat pedaling, is there a particular motivational quote that your coach or your fellow friends remind you every time when you're in the ocean? Or probably, I'm sure, uh, like uh, like the earlier performance discipline that has taken you towards mm. your your professional life do you have a particular mm-hmm. motivation that they gi- they gave you that you stuck through through and through that will remind you hey i got to do what i got to do in order to get this thing done in, either in mm. in pedal, boat pedaling and uh, in in professional you know in the mass com life mm, okay we don't really have a motto or a quote but I think one lesson that I take away from Dragon Boat and bring it to my to everyday life is to um, do the be good at the basics Mm. and um, to train regularly because you know when you're in a competition and you're you're rattled or scared or nervous or intimidated or any negative emotion that you feel while you're waiting for a race to start and you see your competition. You know, that's like, it really shakes you up. Go back to the basics and go back to the training because when you when you know that you're prepared, na nag-ipon ka na ng training, because you can't rush it. You can't rush being good or you can't rush being physically prepared for something. So when you do the training beforehand and when you when you master the basics, when you get good at the basics, when you're already in the field, that's what will get you through it. That's what, that's what will push you to the finish line. So yun. Go back to the basics. Be good at the basics. 
and do your work sa training. I'm blown away. I think that I am blown away. <laughs> I think that also applies to to life, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm blown away by this conversation. Um, I came into this conversation not expecting anything and my mind is blown. Uh, like I mentioned, I think in the first half, yeah. you are a certified legend in my heart and also in my books. That is that is a guaranteed. You you have my respects. And wow. I thought you were going to talk about our podcast. <laughs> yeah. We, we want to change it up a bit. I mean, Dragon Boat Peddling. Mm-hmm. Who, who, when someone says Dragon Boat Peddling, who is not going to miss the opportunity <laughs> to learn about that when they don't even know what it is? Come on. That's, that, you know, I mean, that that in itself is an experience. I mean... Wow, I I can't I don't know what to say after that. You know, it's really interesting. You should try it. You should try it. Yeah, I should try it with my tub, <laughs> with my bathtub, and you know. No, come here to Manila and try it with our team. Ooh, I need to work out though. I'm a skinny guy. I mean, I'm I'm so skinny. I mean, birds probably the birds we- in Manila Bay will pick me quickly and take me to Palawan or something. <laughs> You know, some of my teammates, they used to be skinny. Hmm. And then after training, and then proper diet and eating and hmm. doing the uh, program by the coaches, hmm. they got a little thicker. They got, they had more meat in their body. Yeah. Hmm. So, no one goes there. No one is a dragon boat paddler right away. Hmm. Like, you go there and, oh, this guy is a dragon boat paddler. Oh. This guy is an athlete. I think that's what's good about a club crew. Mm. There is no pressure right away that uh, you have to meet this certain qualification. You have to be mm. this tall. You have to be this heavy or be this light. Or you have to, you know, it's not that strict mm. compared to professional and national teams. So I think that's the beauty of it also that it's really inclusive and it's really about developing yourself, getting better, and mm. not being the perfect, you know, athlete wow. or paddler already. <laughs> I think the, the 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 I think the development is the greater part of it. The process, you mean something like that? Yes. Yeah. This is uh, wow. I love I love this conversation. I, this this conversation <laughs> is. Wow, <laughs> dragon boat peddling. I mean, I, I want to try it out though. Uh, hopefully, they let this pandemic thing, uh, and I, I want to experience this. This is amazing. This is amazing. Um, before we wrap this conversation, of course, um, if if my listeners well, want to find you on social media, how do they find you via social media? By the way. Hmm. Oh, okay. You can. Um, is it okay if I just share our podcast sure, um, sure, sure. page? <laughs> okay, you can find me, you can talk to me and my co-hosts from It's an Adult Thing. That's our podcast. Just look for us um, in Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at It's an Adult Thing. So there, look us up there. And you can also try listening to some of our episodes. <laughs> oh yeah, th- these guys have amazing content that's coming from the Rajiv show. That's with respect. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I second Thank you. I second your thing. And um, I want to say thank you to my guests. 
Thank uh, you. Certified legend from the Rajiv show. <laughs> Veronica. <laughs> <So funny. laughs> okay. Thank you if you think I'm a legend. Though personally, I think I am not. But thank you for that. L- recently, I learned to um, accept com- um, compliments. So thank you <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah. And thank you so much. I had fun talking to you. Awesome. Awesome. And for those folks who are tuning in, I hope you picked up a thing or two in this conversation. <laughs> folks, uh, cheers and uh, stay safe.